Alright, what's up everybody? Happy Saturday. Today is March 28th here in gloomy Indianapolis. Hope everybody's staying safe out there amidst the illness that's going around. I figured I'd try and keep myself busy a little bit. So uh, I figured I'd give my thoughts today on uh, the allegory by Royce to five nine just talk about this album some uh kind of go by like just like go through my favorite tracks and what I thought about the album overall so it came out February 21st uh, 2020 and uh so yeah just going like track by track uh, they got a decent amount of skits I think uh six yeah there's six skits in it and for the most part they're all pretty pretty enjoyable um, but 24 tracks overall, I believe it is. 22. 22 tracks overall. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to get it out the way, man, I think that this project, again, Royce, Royce does not disappoint. This man has been, for me personally, he's been 4 for 4 in the last, what I want to say, 5 years, I think it's been. So, you know, he has put out a lot of good stuff and he's somebody I can depend on to bring the bars, bring the gems and he's got a good ear for beats, whoever, uh, you know, so. So again, going uh, through the track listing, uh, Mr. Grace, the intro. I like how um, it's like a father teaching his little boy about, uh, you know, like the shit they don't teach you in school and stuff, you know, about the Black Panthers and teaching you about upselling and stuff like that, like. I saw something the other day that said that, you know, it's crazy to think that they somebody is uh, 20 years old and they don't get taught today in school about the Afghani or the, you know, Iraq war. And I'm like, yeah, that is crazy. That might just kind of gloss over it after they talk about 9-11. So, um, yeah, so I thought that was a cool intro. Uh, and then that goes into Dope Man. And I thought that was a cool, the, the first two songs, I think they just kind of ease you into the album. And the more I listen to it, I could liked it because, to be honest, from the third track, I don't age all the way until the Black in America skit, which is track 17. I don't think there's any skips, in my opinion. There are no skips from from track 3 to 17. I can just put that on. The fact that altogether, that's 15 songs in itself. But... If you, if you take out the skits, it's still nine songs. That's still a pretty, like, decent decent album. And even the songs that aren't included in that, you know, track three to 17 run, there's still songs outside of that. Like uh, Young World, Rhinestone Do-Rag, that I really enjoy. Like 19, 19 20, 21. I think that those uh, tracks are pretty pretty good as well so uh some bars on i don't age i like the one where he said uh they say you are what you eat but i never ate goat oh that one's funny because for when i first heard it i thought he said dope but then i was listening to it with my niece she said goat and i was like oh shit that makes <clears throat> excuse me that makes so much more sense i never ate goat i said who the fuck would ever like i mean i don't know teach his own but yeah 
So yeah, I thought that was a pretty good line in there. Pendulum. Whoo, Pendulum was laced with gems. I like the first verse. Um, and I like the chorus that goes through it. Uh, you know, ain't nothing left to me. Uh, the heat on the stove, but a brick, you know what I'm saying? Like the way he flows on that chorus is pretty, pretty cool in my opinion. And the beat, okay, the beat, I'll just get it out the way now. Like, I think all the beats <clears throat> on here are, um, pretty amazing. And the verses, he's got about, uh, let's say maybe six songs, six tracks. I just think he just goes in on it. Pendulum is one of them. Cause when he goes into that second verse, uh, the whole Ray J, I wish it that I had one wish playing Ray J. That was hard. Uh, the whole thing he had leading up to that, that his second verse in that was, was a wordplay. Uh, well, I don't even want to, maybe not wordplay, but just his flow, his flow in that second verse was, was very good. And, and then I play forever, uh, was a cool track. I like the line he said, uh, we run up under your food like shopping cart wheels. That was the, uh, the feature that said that actually, uh, graph. So yeah, I haven't heard of him before actually, but, uh, he had a very good verse on that. Uh, I play forever. I play forever, dog. Uh, and then that goes into ice cream interlude. And I really like the spin on that, you know, asking what an allegory is and mom telling her son what an allegory is and hearing the ice cream truck music play and talking about how that's a a racist song from from back in the day that the ice cream trucks is still playing and um and then at the end of the little skit he's like aren't you nefertiti 69 from tinder and you know it just kind of sounds like everybody shuts it down and i'm like oh yeah that's that, that's tragic just because she's on tinder don't mean you can't i mean she had, that's a good point but that's it that she was spit, she was spitting that truth and he tried to discredit her. That was crazy. But no, ice cream. Uh, that was a cool interlude. I usually I let that play when it comes on most of the time. And uh, that goes into on my blo on the block, excuse me. Oh man, he goes crazy. This whole track, I think all three verses is pretty cool. Um that B switch, man, DJ Premier did his thing on that. The feature Oswald Benjamin, he said we raised by VR troopers and Power Rangers. That line kind of stuck out to me because uh, growing up, people would always ask me, why do you like Power Rangers and uh, Dragon Ball so much? I'm like, man, because this is the stuff like when we was bored growing up and stuff like that, like when we couldn't go outside, like this is the stuff we was doing. We was watching the, you know, the Saturday morning morning cartoons or shit, we'd be up late at night. I know my mom was working uh, third shift at some point. I don't know. I would just always wake up at like three thirty, four in the morning, um, and watch uh, Inuyasha, yeah, and like Dragon Ball and Toonami and stuff like that. So I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, that line just kind of hit me when he said that. But then he yeah, had the beast switched, and then that flow that Royce was riding at the, on the last verse was crazy. You you gotta listen to that track. Uh, and then the line that I had to pause and rewind the very first time I heard it, it was when he said uh, if I should catch a fade with an earthquake I'll make it a tremor who now that's that's when I was saying the wordplay earlier that's what I, this is what I meant it for on the block that man he was snapping on this one and that goes into 
Again, another just an interlude. Generation is broken, and it goes to Overcomer with West Side God. Hey yo! Yeah, that, uh, that's a pretty cool track. I thought the beat was very interesting on it. Um, uh, West Side did his thing. Royce came in talking to us, spitting that about a Yellow Wolf. He says, "Show first and last pass, you punk ass know what this about." I'm like, Yellow Wolf, he got a few songs that I like, but I haven't really uh, dug into his catalog like that. But, um, you know, I wonder I wonder what's going on there. He said, you know, leave you face down outside Kid Rock, Kid Rock House. Oh, shit. I'm like, Yellow Wolf, what you done, done, boy? Royce Royce smashed that man on the I mean, I, I probably have to go listen to a little bit more of his music. I know I heard his feature on uh, Prime 2. Which was, it was alright. I mainly just listened through it to get to Royce's verse, but. No, but yeah, man, I'm gonna be looking out for what's going on with that. Um, and then, uh, to interject, something I really like about this album has got that double disc feel. I don't know if it, uh, like if you get the physical copy, if it's a double disc, I'm not exactly sure, but here after uh, Overcomer, like the way it ends and then it goes into Miss Grace. And it's sort of like the intro, you know, passing on wisdom, father, except this time it's father to daughter and talking about, you know, um, let me see, let me pull it up real quick because, yeah, teaching her like the different type of uh, ammunition rounds, you know, a 22, 380, stuff like that, teaching her what nepotism is, who uh, Huey P. Newton was. And it doesn't have the, the the intro had Royce doing like kind of like a spoken word kind of thing after it, but this interlude is just uh, just a little conversation. But I liked it too. I really liked the way that they did it from a uh, the little boy and a little girl, you know, getting advice. And then it kind of kicks off. Man goes into Thou shall Thou shall not fuck with Detroit to me. That that's that's cool. And then uh, Kid Vicious. I thought, man, he came in hard. Hearing his name in Royce's uh, songs so many times over the years, this is my first time. I don't know if he's been featured on this stuff before, but this is my first time actually catching his name. And I'm like, man, he came in, he did his thing on that. My favorite line he had was that, uh, I want to turn the world upside down and make all you niggas look up to the streets. The way he wrote the beat on that line, that was crazy. And, uh, again... Goes without saying, but the the beats on the on this and the next track, Fubu, the beats on these were, um, I don't know, they was hypnotized, especially on Fubu. Like, uh, sound like some kind of a, a video game almost, <laughs> kinda. But that one has another uh, Griselda member on that, Conway the Machine. He came in first, did his thing. But man. I'm gonna have to say same thing on Overcomer. Like I'd have to give the W to Royce on Overcomer and here on Fubu uh, for us by us. My favorite uh, set of lines he had on that were the uh, talking about the put the wifey in a black bit Bentega. That whole oh man could be cut like me if you had to Taylor's oh man. Uh, this is the song I loved it because every I love this album because every time I listen to it I have a new favorite song one time I listen to it I'm like okay Fubu was the one that time and I listen to it again you know what I'm saying couple, a couple of days later and I'm like nah 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 maybe Pendulum I think Pendulum's the one <laughs> but 
Yeah, this track here, FUBU, Conway the Machine, Ace for sure. And that goes into the skit. Oh, and it, oh, I love the way it leads into the skit. Because he, uh, the last lines, he says, microorganism live in my colloquialisms. I think that's how you say that word. And then that goes into uh, Black Man's Favorite Shoe. And the first time I was listening to it, like, it just all flowed so seamlessly. I love the sequencing of this uh, album and the way it goes into its skits and back into its songs and stuff like that. The skits don't overstay their welcome. Uh, and then the, that skit goes into Upside Down, topping it off with uh, Benny the Butcher. And first time I was listening to this, I was just in my mind because, you know, FUBU came on and then Black Shoe. And during that skit, I was like, man, if this man gets everybody from Griselda on here, I'm going to be... I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be tripping. And the upside down came on. He came on talking this stuff, you know. And uh, shout out to Ashley Sorrell too. She does a lot of features for Royce, and uh, she really be coming through. She does a a good job. Yeah, Royce came in doing his thing, and I thought his verse was. Uh, I think him and Benny was probably equal on this one. I like that little message he had the uh, interview talking about knowing your value. You know, very important out here. It reminds me of uh, what was it? I think it was on Boogie's album. He said, "Uh, I don't know what I'm worth yet because I've been broke since my birth." And it, so when I hear that line on here, when he says "Know your value," I kind of think of that song as well. But um, but yeah, I digress because then beat fades a little bit and you hear butcher coming nigga i said oh shit he did it i was in my car like he did it he got all three of these niggas on here oh that instantly gave an album more points for me <laughs> no but it was, a, it was an overall a pretty good track and then it goes into another skit perspective talking about you know uh, kind of perspective from a, a black child growing up uh in america in the 60s 70s even and that goes into tricked one of my first favorite song, the very first time I heard this album, this was the one where I turned it back. I said, this the one. Because it's just the way he's just trick, trick. It's the trick. We've been tricked. The whole song, the way he's doing that. And it doesn't get annoying at all, in my opinion. Uh, the bars he's spitting on it, tight. The beat on it is, is knocking, oh my God. So, yeah, Tricked is definitely a top track on the album for me. And that goes into the Black in America skit. Like it's a lot of skits, but this is the last skit. Like it's like I said, that got a six skits in that run that I said there's no skips, and it's like it's damn near the skits are included. Like the skits can be played through in that whole time, so it's damn near like he's got you know a 15 track album squeezed inside, and he's got uh, you know a couple songs outside of it. But uh, again, skit, cool skit. But then that goes into Black Savage, which uh, I enjoy. I like the concept of the song, but I think it's just the production on it that's holding me back from uh, liking it. Like again, that's but again, that's the first skit that we really get to. Uh, I don't really count Mr. Grayson Dope Man as skips because when I listen to this album, I start at I don't age. <laughs> so, um, but we'll call those skips if you want to. I don't care. I really don't. Um, but yeah, I'm calling Black Savage the first skit, and. Even though it's got you know good features from uh, Saha the Prince and Ti on there, I just think the the, the chorus the beat kind of holds it back for me. But they come it comes back with Rhinestone Do Rag, 
Rhinestone Durag I thought was a real chill laid back track. He's just uh you know, kinda talking about what people that went through before us so that we don't you know, a wise well, a smart man learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from the mistakes of others. You know, that's the vibes I was getting from this album. I mean, from this track. It's him talking about, you know, Pac and Biggie died. You know, rappers die before you. You don't have to. You don't have to come out here and, you know, that kind of that kind of foolish lifestyle. But, you know, people going to do what they're going to do. It's, it's, it's what it is. And I thought one of the standout bars on the album for me came in here. He said, I hate that your commander-in-chief is more demander-in-thief. And it seems like this boy just can't be impeached. I was like, hey, ain't that the truth? Four or five used to be one of my favorite numbers. And it got, it got damn ruined it for me. <sighs> but, um, but no, Rhinestone Duet is a pretty short track. I think it's probably just, just barely uh, over a minute long. But I like at the end of it, he says, the next generation, it's on y'all. And then that goes into Young World. Young World with Vince Staples and G. Perico. Uh, Perico. I'm going to say Perico. Perico sounds better. If it's Perico, I'm sorry. Perico sounds better. Um, but yeah, Vince Staples, he comes in spitting. Oh, spitting nasty. He said, uh, Banana Clips and Crackers wish that we evolved from the apes and then that whole rest of the verse till he gets to talking about Snoop Manhattan North good very good verse from Vince Staples and uh I haven't even been keeping my ears to the to the Twitter or whatever to see if he's putting out a new album soon but if he is I'm gonna be on that because Vince Staples has uh been one of my favorites for a minute um, then get a chorus talking about you know you gotta you gotta be you young world don't change for the world change the world you know um so that was a, it was a good chorus in my opinion. Then when Jay Perico comes in, as soon as he said, the Adderall got you up and the student loans got you, ooh, got you fucked. Right there, I was in for the rest of the verse after that. I said, yeah, this man, like, I mean, his people, 20 years older than me, that's still dealing with them student loans. So, uh, so yeah, I just felt like uh, writing the rest of the verse, you know, spitting doing his thing what was another uh, bar that he had on here the the flow that he sat on uh, you know coming from the ghetto where this ignorance is bliss and then the rest of the flow on that uh, on that verse was cool but can't forget Royce Royce comes in after a little kind of like extended interlude um, and I like the way they had Vince's like young world like his voice playing in the background throughout it like I thought that was tight uh, and then Royce comes in and he did his thing, like him. I, I Vince stole the show for me, but Royce was not to be, uh, you know, he's not to be slouched on. But uh, the, you know, the line where he said, "I ain't here for the, for the prize or medals, knowledge of God or lies of devils, knowledge of I or the eyes of several." Like it doesn't sound as good when I say it. Sorry, but listen to the song because the way he flows, autumn words. Oh yeah. They, they flow so beautifully together the way he organizes it so, so yeah, that was tight yeah that's a young world which goes into my people free um it's kind of it sounds like it like first time I heard this I thought it was the outro but then it's another track after this but my people free like when with Ashley Ashley Sorrell she does her thing in the beginning uh 
rhyming, but kind of, you know, speaking slow, kind of soft uh, spoken word. And then Royce has one of my favorite uh, lyrical breakdowns on the album when he said, uh, I know some street niggas that's real. I know some regular niggas who just as real. Some legends who never popped that still. And then, you know, keeps, he just keeps on going. He said, niggas who kill to survive, niggas who kill just to kill, or kill to survive, yes, and then kill just to kill. Uh, talking about niggas got record deals, but in real life, they contract kill. Like, the way he flows out all together, oh, man. Like, he's just, the man's not missing. Like, it's just, if we take, if you take out Black Savage, then that's another three songs that's on that run. You understand what I'm saying? Like that's 20, 18, 18, with skits included. A solid 18 track thing that I'd be like, no skips. That's crazy. So yeah, this album is excellent. It ends with a hero message to his uh, father. Uh, I really enjoyed this song. Him talking about, uh, I like the part, the part that's jumped out to me. Maybe replay it uh was when he talked about how on the last uh, album he's talking about mistakes that his father had made in the past and that he uh, apologized because he should have spoke to him first about it, you know, instead of putting it out there in the music first. And and I can, I see both sides of that, you know, when there's something that you feel like you really got to tell somebody, but you're like, I don't know how to articulate it to you but I know how to write it. I know how to kind of express it in this sort of medium. Um, but when it comes to those kind of relationships, I mean, there's some things that, that can't be in writing, that can't be in a song, you know, they can't be heard, you know, oh, you hear this song from your son and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, you know, better to get that stuff off face to face. Be a hero featuring white gold. Um, good track and... Good way to close out the album, Mossima. Yeah, overall, the allegory. Very cohesive feel, talking about politics and racial systems that are, uh, you know, a part of this society and that a lot of people are blind to. I like that uh, in the last song, not the last song, but uh, My People Free, at the end, he gets a shout out to Ice Cube and Ice T for putting their platform on the line so that way we can say what we want on our platforms. And that's real because, I mean, the stuff that he is talking about on here, very relatable, especially in these times, you know, with with this uh, virus going around and, you know, a lot of companies and people showing their, you know, their true colors, whether it be using their wealth to hoard all the goddamn toilet paper or it'd be these big corporations that are making their company share sick time when they could very well have the means to let them you know have a few uh, you know weeks off work if need be until these things with unemployment benefits and stuff kick in you know what I mean and the thing is I don't know if the, all that shit is as easy as it sounds but that's why I don't get paid the big bucks damn it so the people that get paid the big bucks gotta figure this shit out and so that's why allegories has kind of been on repeat a lot lately because just yeah, I've been in that mindset lately just thinking like man what, what the fuck is y'all doing so yeah that's gonna wrap it up for uh, this discussion 
We'll talk about the allegory by Royster59. Um, he said, Fubu do tricked. That's a 10 out of 10. Got some amazing verses on here. Very good ear for beats. Very cohesive feel throughout the entire album. Um, it's different from Layers in Book of Ryan. You know, it kind of speaks in, speaks in broader terms. It's not so personal towards him, but at the same time, he's able to really give his perspective on it that makes it feel uh makes it feel tangible um high album of the year potential definitely i know we got a lot of music to still get through you know tde they got to start dropping their music i got to hear that new soul that new isaiah rashad you know what i'm saying gotta see what reason's up to there's a lot of folks that like i said vince staples if he drops something you know it's gonna be a packed year it's definitely gonna be a lot of competition out there but i think the allegory is fit to hold its weight uh so yeah thank you royce for this project uh we'll be in heavy rotation uh way i kind of score albums i don't know if you uh shameless plug for the silence by secrecy podcast we reviewed uh little wayne's funeral on a the last episode and on that, I described the uh, the grade I gave gave for it was a seventy one percent. So like, I kind of got a scale where fifty percent is average, a hundred is pretty good, one fifty is great, and two hundred is like perfect. I guess you can kind of look at it that way. So on that range, that's where that fell. On this, I'm gonna put allegory at one fifty, hundred fifty percent, man. Uh, close to perfect, but like I said, will be in heavy rotation and uh, definitely a lot of food for thought in here so thank you for the gems again thank you for the bars the good beats and uh shout out to the producer shout out to shady and shout out to anchor for making this podcast possible spreading this to uh all types of different platforms spotify apple radio public wherever you get your music uh I mean, your podcast, excuse me. <laughs> um, you know, thank you for uh, listening. So, yep, been thoughts of silence, my thoughts on the allegory. Y'all take care. Be safe out there. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. And yeah, have a good one. <laughs>